Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast on June 6th, my birthday. Yay! I'm 45 years old today. How about that, old man? Um, Quick one. Got a softball playoff game I got to be at here pretty soon. And I'm going to talk tight ends with you. Not too long ago, I did my greatest running backs of all time list. And someone suggested tight ends. I'm like, hey, sure. Uh, I had never done a tight end all-time list before. I don't think ever in my life for at least in the last five years or so. And definitely not on this podcast. So I said, sure, let's do it. A couple notes on tight ends is this position has changed dramatically over the history of football. I mean, dramatically. You know, that obviously Ditka's or Mackey or even Winslow or Newsom, you know, those guys' numbers pale in comparison to today's guys. And that's the case with wide receivers, too. And, you know, I mean, the league is just thrown a lot more. But these guys also, today, really almost every tight end in the league of note is a big receiver. You know, he's a big wide receiver. You know, Jimmy Graham, Eric Ebron. They have TE next to their name, but they are much closer to a wide receiver, certainly, than the tight ends of yesteryear. I mean, it wasn't even all that long ago that... Kyle Brady and Mark Bruner were first-round, you know, first-round picks and had good careers. You know, they were worth that first-round pick, but they were 260, 270-pound blockers. They were closer to a tackle than a wide receiver. So, judging, you know, the tight ends of yesteryear versus tight ends of now, it's hard, and that's difficult at any position. But this one's particularly difficult. But I think you got to look at how good were they at what they were asked to do, especially versus the players of that day. Um, unlike most, uh, just about every position, really, there's very few tight ends in the Hall of Fame. There's only eight of them. And those names are Jackie Smith, Charlie Sanders, Dave Casper, Ozzie Newsom, Shannon Sharp, Mike Ditka, Kellen Winslow, and Mackey, who the tight end award is named after at the, the college level. Um, I'm going to give you my... Top 10, but first I'm going to give you some honorable mentions. Two of those are Hall, three of those are Hall of Famers. Charlie Sanders, Jackie Smith, and Casper just missed for me. He would have been number 11 on my list. Some others, Mark Bavaro, didn't play super, you know, I mean, he was kind of a flash in the pan, but he was really fun to watch too. Shockey, you know, Shockey was a two-way tight end, one of the many you guys. Novacek, a key player on a great team. Keith Jackson was kind of ahead of his time, from what I remember, as a field stretcher, as an athlete, as a pass catcher. I mean, that was quite a while ago that he was in his prime. Todd Christensen, excellent all-around player. Uh, Greg Olson, the only active guy I have in my just-missed category. And does he belong? I mean, like, has he ever been one of the best in the league? But when you think about the best 20 tight ends or so that have ever lived... Olsen's one of them. And the last one is Ben Coates. And Ben was our tight ends coach with the Browns when I was there. And in the offseason, we would go to the neighboring college and play a lot of hoops. And I guess a lot of the time, I was the second biggest dude. I mean, I'm 6'3", and probably then I was about 245, 250. Now I'm a little heavier than that. I'm a big dude. And I used to guard Ben Coates. That was not fun. 
Um, I am a non-athlete. I mean, I can shoot a hoop. I was done all right. But I by no means, you know, was I wasn't even good enough to play on my high school team. I played tons and tons of pickup hoops. So I wasn't a joker on the court. Played hard. But Ben Coach played maybe 25% effort and still got every rebound and just killed me time after time after time. That's not why I have him on the list, though. He was a great player. And but I just thought that little tidbit was noteworthy. So I have 10 names here. My 10th name, and you can feel free to give me a hard time. You know, did I should, should Casper have gone in over Jimmy Graham? I don't think so. And Graham's still putting together quality seasons, we think. But don't forget how awesome he was with the Saints. I mean, he was a difference maker. And at his prime, I thought he was one of the best players in the league. Um, it's been a little bit overshadowed by Gronk over his career. You know, they came in the league about the same time, given, you know, in uh, similar roles. Gronk's always been a little better. You know, needs to say he is going to be on this list. But I think Graham is a great one. And I, for to prepare for this podcast, I did some searches for greatest tight ends of all time lists. And I came up with one recently on Athlon Sports, just so I don't miss anybody. I'm not stealing their ranks, and who cares? You know, but... What's nice about this one is it has all their attributes. You know, it has kind of their resume. And here's Jimmy Graham's. Uh, actually, let me give you Casper's first since I I had uh, I had him below. So we'll go to the top 11. Casper came in the league in 74, played until 83. Hall of Famer, as I mentioned, 2002. Four-time Pro Bowler, or five-time Pro Bowler, five, four-time first-team All-Pro. Two, two rings. Played 147 games, 376 catches for a little over 5,000 yards, and 52 52 touchdowns. And kind of considered the best tight end of the 70s, basically. Because we'll get to Newsom, we'll get to Winslow, and they were more late 70s, early, mid-80s. So that's how Casper ended up. You know, that's where he is. Jimmy Graham is still writing his story. He came in the league in 2010. He was only a first-time Pro Bowler, or All-Pro once, but a five-time Pro Bowler already. Uh, He has 556 catches for 6,800 yards and 69 touchdowns in only 121 games. I mean, he's an an elite receiver and is still an elite touchdown producer, and I think he's going to do a lot of that with Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I gave you my... Just missed. I gave you my 11. I gave you my 10. My 9 is Jason Witten. And I don't think you can say his name without saying future Pro Bowler Jason Witten. Turned into an excellent two-way tight end. A key member of the Dallas Cowboys since from 2003 up until this past year. 239 games. 1,152 catches. 1,248 yards. 68 touchdowns. And 11-time Pro Bowler. Two-time first-team All-Pro. And he's going to be, what, probably the ninth tight end. Well, no, there'll be someone to go in front of him. But there's eight tight ends in the Hall of Fame. Witten is going. Some of you might be on my case. I have him too low. I just don't think he's as dynamic as the guys ahead of him or as dominant as the guys ahead of him for his era. I mentioned Ozzie Newsom. He, too, is retiring, but is a GM. And I think pro- on my hunch is... A lot of you don't remember him. And, and I, like I said, I just turned 45 today. 
I don't really remember him in his prime, or any of the guys younger than him, or older than him, I mean. Obviously, I can only live so many years. But go look at his YouTube clips. I mean, he was a dynamic playmaker at this position before that was a big deal. He was a Brown from from 78 until 90. He is a Hall of Famer, went in 99. Three-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro once. 198 games, 662 catches, almost 8,000 yards, 47 touchdowns. And those numbers aren't great, but they are for 1979 to 1990. I mean, and he had dynamic playmaking skills as well. As did Sharp. And Sharp, to me, was maybe the first of his kind that clearly was closer to wide receiver than he was in-line player. And... You know, those guys used him really, really well in Denver. He came in the league in 1990, um, finished with the Ravens in 2001, but he played 204 games, 815 catches, over 10,000 yards, 62 touchdowns, three-time Super Bowl champ, eight-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro. However, and I'm not knocking him at all, he was an awesome player, and this would be held against him less now than when he played but he didn't do much as a blocker. You know, I mean, I still think he's a great player. He's my, what, one, two, three, four, five, six. He's my seventh all-time tight end. I think most lists would probably have him higher than that. I just like these dudes in front of him. And, and one of them's Mike Ditka. And him and Mackie are two of the old dudes on, the only two real old dudes on here. And they're really hard for me to comment on, to be very honest with you. But you watch the, the NFL film stuff and... He was ahead of his time, very much as a receiver. But he only had, I mean, in 156 games, he only had 427 catches for less than 6,000 yards, 43 touchdowns, came in the league in 61 with the Bears, finished with the Cowboys in 72. Pro Bowler twice, five-time, a Pro Bowler, they're all pro twice, I keep getting those screwed up, a Pro Bowler five times. But changed things, you know, I mean, he was the focal point of the Bears' passing attack when tight ends weren't doing that. And he was a great blocker, which was absolutely required in the 60s. So I think the case can be made that he's higher. Kellen Winslow was one of my all-time favorite players, and his son actually came to the Browns pretty much the same day I did. Um, and he, I thought he could have been a phenomenal player too, but obviously he's not on this list. But Kellen Sr., I thought was just phenomenal. I mean, you know, that that unbelievable passing attack. You guys that know me know that I rave about Coriel and I'm upset that he's not in the in the Hall of Fame. Winslow is. He went in in 95, came in the league in 79, lasted till 87. I actually thought he played a little longer than that. Three-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler. 551 catches in 109 games for 6,741 yards, 45 touchdowns. But boy, was he a difference maker, man. I mean, his numbers aren't as great as I thought they'd be, but for as much as they threw, but for the time, that's pretty massive numbers, and he was absolutely a huge difference maker. Mackey is my number four touchdown or tight end, and again, he's difficult for me to comment on, but from, you know, Going off historians and whatnot, he sort of changed. He was way ahead of his time. You know, he was a massive offensive weapon from 1963 until the early 70s. He was finished as a charger for one year in 72. 
Only missed one game in his entire career. Hall of Famer, three-time Pro Bowler, or five-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro. 139 games, only 331 catches. But again, this is the 60s, man. A little over 5,000 yards, 38 touchdowns. But again, way ahead of his time. And maybe I have him too high, but what I know about him is, wow, he was so much better than those around him for the time. So you've probably figured out who my top three are. All their names start with G. It seems to be a thing. Jimmy Graham. You know, a lot of G's on the in the tight end list. I'm going to go with Gates it's at my number three spot, who might be done, probably not. It <laughs> sounds like he will be back, likely, because of the Hunter Henry injury. But I thought, you know, you compare Gates and Witten. I think Gates is more of a difference maker. Witten's a better blocker. But for this era, what Gates did was more important, in my opinion. And that's not taking anything away from Witten. I'm sure there's many Cowboys fans out there. You can't say anything bad about Witten, which, hey, I get that. But Gates came to the league, you know, really the second basketball player turned football player. But he didn't play football in college. You know, you remember that. Kent State. Came in in 2003. I guess he's still going, although he's not under the contract. 220, in 220 games, though, he's got 927 passes for 11,508 yards, 114 touchdowns. I mean, what him and Rivers have done together in this era is wow. You know, I mean, I think he's a very easy Hall of Famer. And I don't think anybody's disagreeing with me, but I think it's funny that people say, Witten, Hall of Famer. Gates, you don't hear that like linked to his name immediately like you do others. So I'm going to put Gonzo second, Gronk one, and that's no. And there's a gap after number two. There's a gap from Gonzo to Gates, but Gonzo was awesome. I mean, came in '97, left in '13. <laughs> oh, by the way, I didn't say how many Pro Bowls and stuff Gates has gone to. Eight Pro Bowls, three three All Pros. He's going to the Hall of Fame. But in comparison, Gonzo is a 14-time Pro Bowler, six times First Team All Pro, 111 touchdowns, over 1,500 yards, over 1,300 catches, 270 games. Actually got a little better as a blocker. Obviously, that's not what he did. But he had awesome body control. And even late in his career, understood positioning so well and speed. And I don't know that the league has ever seen anyone like Gonzalez in 1997 when he burst onto the scene. With all respect to Winslow and Sharp and Newsom, you know, Gonzalez was just a bigger man than them. And go up and get it skills that were really unseen from that position before. You know, dynamic and, you know, athletic. Obviously, Gronk is my number one. And I honestly think the only thing you can say about Gronk negative is, yeah, he's missed a lot of time. Yeah, he has. But there's no one that's done it better. I mean, is he the best touchdown-producing, receiving threat in the history of the game, I think he is. I'm not even sure if the numbers bear that out. But I think he's the hardest guy to cover in the red zone in the history of the game. Also a great blocker, even though that isn't what's asked of the position now. That's just like a bonus prize with Gronk. He came in the league in 2010. Same as Graham. Four-time Pro Bowler since then. Or five-time Pro Bowler. I get that mixed up every time. Four-time All-Pro. 
He's got two rings. Oh, by the way. And I think I could make a very strong case that during this unbelievable Patriot run, he's the third most important component of it. You know, Belichick, Brady, Gronk. Not in that order. I don't Maybe Brady, Belichick, Gronk. Whatever. Yeah, with maybe Mr. Kraft has something to do with it too. But the second, let's put it this way, the second most important player in the Patriots run. And I'm sure there's some people who say, you know, there's plenty of other ones you can talk about. The older dudes. I really liked Richard Seymour. But to me, Gronk is the best and most important, second most important player during an unbelievable run. And he doesn't look like anyone else on this list, by the way. Bigger, more physical, nastier looking, massive hands, huge body. Oh, you guys have seen Gronk. I don't have to explain him to you like we did with Mackey and Newsom and guys like that. But he's got two rings. Played 102 games and caught 76 touchdowns in 102 games. That's pretty crazy. You know, by comparison, Gonzo caught 111 touchdowns in 270 games. And Gates caught caught 114 touchdowns in 220 games. You know, great, great numbers by those other two. Shannon Sharp caught 62 touchdowns in 204 games. You know, Winslow, 45 touches, touchdowns in 109 games. Like, these guys are lucky if they're catching a touchdown every other game. Where Gronk's catching one three out of four games. And I know there's more of the world to catch the touchdowns. This isn't fantasy football. But touchdowns are nice. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's good stuff. You know, 15.1 yards per catch. Sharp was at 12.3. Gates was at 12.4. Gonzo's 11.4. I mean, we're talking 15.1. Winslow's at 12.5. Newsom's at 12.1. Ditka's at 13.6. That shocks me. Mackey's at 15.8. I should have mentioned that when I talked about Mackey. Nice work. And Witten, 10.8. You know, Casper, 13.8. Olsen, 11.8. So, that's pretty incredible. Oh, and Graham, 12.2. Graham should be higher. Come on, Jimmy. Um, but Gronk, I mean, not only is he a touchdown producer, he's a field stretcher. He's a blocker. I mean, 102 games, 474 catches, over 7,000 yards, 76 touchdowns. To me, Gronk's a GOAT. Clearly the best I've ever seen. And that's all respect to Gonzo. Gonzo is amazing. But that's my list. All right. See you later.